0: Welcome to The Light of the World. This is Jerry G. Martin. At the beginning of the year, many churches and many believers will dedicate a time of fasting and prayer to start the year off seeking God's favor and God's blessings and God's wisdom for things that are going on in our lives. Well, I'm going to bring a series of messages about fasting, the purpose of fasting, and how God works through fasting. At the end of this broadcast, I'm going to share with you how you can listen to it again and share it with friends and other church members who may not be as informed about fasting as they could be. God is still in the business of doing some amazing, wonderful, powerful things. Let's pray that God will speak to our hearts today. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. Your fasting ends in quarrelling and strife. In other words, while you're fasting, you're still focusing on worldly things and not the things of God. You're still fuss- fussing and fighting like you were before you were fasting. Your attitude hasn't changed. You're still mad. You still got a bad attitude. Why you fasting? And fasting will check your attitude too, because you know when you're hungry, when you haven't had anything to eat. Some people say, "Oh, come around me. I ain't had nothing to eat." All right, so you know that going in. So you might have to go out to a desert place to fast. You know, you know it's bad when everybody, as soon as you call a fast, everybody just get off and you. But he says, now you're still striking people with your fists while you're fasting. The kind of fast you're on, he says, is the wrong kind of fast to get godly results. You're just going through the motion. Now listen, uh, if you're going to go into a fast... Go into it so you can get some results. Otherwise, just don't even do it. You're not fasting. You're just on a hunger strike. Go on and eat because if you're just doing whatever you were doing and you're watching all that television, reading all those same books and not the Bible, and you're doing everything you normally would do and you haven't changed anything, don't even worry about fasting. Go on and eat what you're going to eat. Now that we know the reason, what's the remedy that gives the results that we desire? In verse 6, he says, is not this the kind of fast I have chosen? He said, this is the kind of fast I've chosen. Now, you've chosen one. You've got one. I haven't chosen that. This is what I've chosen. I've chosen a fast to loose the chains of injustice and to break the yoke, to set the oppressed free. God says, well, I'm choosing a fast so we can get some stuff done. You want to break some yokes? You want to set the oppressed free? You want to you loose some strongholds? I can do that if you're fast in the proper way. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe him and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? In other words, he says, is it not so that ministry can take place? He's given us some plain instructions concerning the true nature of a fast. In general, let me just tell you what fasts are intended for. In general, fasts are intended for, number one, the honoring and pleasing of God with our separating ourselves. And focus in all of our attention on him. We want to separate ourselves and focus our attention on him. We need to be more in our Bible. How can we get more in our Bible? We put the magazines down and read the Bible. We turn the TV off and we read the word. And we meditate on the word. If we're going to listen to music, we'll listen to some worship music. Music that's going to build us up and strengthen us. We turn off the talk shows on the radio while we're driving and listen to worship and ministry. We say, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm dedicating all of this to you. I'm recalibrating and I'm giving up the things that I like so that I can offer that to you. That time, that effort, that energy. I want to offer it to you. We should have the goal to approve ourselves before God and obtain his favor want to get into a place where I can hear God. I want to start getting things out of the way that clouds up and stops up our communication, unclog the communication. It's like a sink that's stopped up. Things won't flow through. I got to get all that stuff out the way so I can, I can really flow into communicating and hearing from God. I need to hear from you. I was out in a, a ranch here a couple of years ago out there in West Texas, way out in the middle of nowhere, I forgot how quiet quiet is until I was out there. I mean, you could hear a car coming for five minutes. It looked like what? Is, and I'm thinking, what is that? And it was a car. And he just kept coming and coming. Oh, that was a car. <laughs> I mean, you could hear everything out there. And I'm like. Man, it's so quiet. But when you're in the city, you know, you just don't know all the background noise and all the things that are going on. There's a plane and a train and trucks and and stuff that's just going on. And It's this constant noise level that we get used to. We think it's quiet. But when you really get out to where it's quiet, you say, now this is quiet. And we got to get to a place in our spiritual walk where we say, you know, God wants some quiet time from us that there is only one thing on our mind at this moment, and that's God. We don't slow down enough in our, in, in our culture and in our modern age because we got all kind of stuff going on. The other thing that we're going to have to learn how to do is to close our connection to all the stuff that's coming into us, to all the little channels we've got. We got our iPad. We got our phone. I'm thinking, you know, I should fast my cell phone for a couple of days. Just turn it off, or you can't catch me. Play attention. Go to a restaurant, a mall, anywhere. Five people sitting at the table in the restaurant. They all doing this. They ain't talking to each other. What you looking at? We're so connected. Now God trying to get to us, but we we trying to we trying to get somebody else. People would rather fast their food than their phone. I can't live without it. Yes, you can. Go to prison. Do that. Say, you know what? I'm going to fast this phone. I'm going to turn it off and leave it at home. Nothing's going to stop because they can't catch you. Secondly, a fast is to humble ourselves. One of the the biblical definitions of the fast is to afflict ourselves. It is an affliction of our own selves when we voluntarily decide that we're not going to eat we are afflicting ourselves. But we also will express ourselves before the Lord and humble ourselves before the Lord if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Call out to the Lord, Lord, is in me that's not like you, I need to get rid of that during this time of fasting and praying. You promote putting the death of any sin in your life, anything that's displeasing to God in your life. Thirdly, a fast is designed to rightly align our influences, to rightly align our influences. We're normally influenced by, uh, in this order, body, soul, and spirit. God wants it to be the opposite, spirit, soul, and body. But normally we are influenced body, soul, and spirit. It is the appetites of our body that generally influences our behavior. I want to eat. I'm hungry. I wanna, what do you, you want to feed? This body, this physical man. I'm hungry. I need to eat. I see what I want to see with my eyes and I see that and now I'm attracted to it and I got to have it. Me and this cheesecake had a fight and we fought all night. The cheesecake won. How I many of you was going to just get a little piece? Next thing you know, it's almost all gone. <laughs> that body that says, I, I need that. I had a friend, he said he used his refrigerator for a nightlight. Right, Every time he get up, he's going to go in there and open that refrigerator and look in and eat. And people who struggle with their weight, to just say, you know, I really have this problem. Now, now we got all these things that uh, used to be other issues. Now there are addictions. I got a food addiction. I got this kind of addiction. I'm addicted to chocolate. I'm addicted to this and that and the other. Our appetites, what we do with our bodies. Our bodies usually come first. That's the first thing we take care of. Our body, how we look. We gotta look a certain way. We promote our body. We pamper our body. We decorate our bodies. We feed our bodies, and whatever our, we want to do, we do it with our bodies. We want to look, if we, you know, and you know, you need to look decent, okay. So if you got to buy you some hair, just go ahead, <laughs> okay. And secondly, <laughs> you don't have to just go crazy over this body because this body is decaying. It ain't going to stay here. The lustful appetite, the feed the flesh, all of these kind of things are for the body. Our body rules. So uh, when we're fasting, we're telling our body, now wait a minute, I'm going to take some control here. You're not going to have control. I'm going to shut you down for a while And what you like. You like watching TV? You like the Housewives of Atlanta? You ain't going to see them. You like these shows? You're not going to see these. I'm turning the whole thing off. I'm unplugging it. The kid's not watching it. That's what I like. That's my favorite show. I come home and I spend time. People don't have time to read the Bible, but they won't miss their show. Why? Because that appetite, I got an appetite for that. So we're saying we're changing this appetite. That's what fasting does. We got to rearrange some things here. That's why God is saying, oh, you, yeah, you know, I know you're not calling this a fast and listening to all of that ungodly stuff. You pouring into your spirit being and you say you fasting. So a fast is to realign so that we are not control body, soul, and spirit. We'll control spirit, soul, and body. Who's in charge here right now? Because most believers, see, Paul called those believers in uh, the book of Corinthians carnal That means that they are ruled by their flesh and their fleshly desires, what their mind wants and what their body wants. He called them carnal. And he said that you can't do what God wants you to do because you are yet carnal and the church is full of carnal believers. Which means that their flesh man, their physical man, that appetite controls what they want. They talk like the world, they walk like the world, they have the same desire, they dress like them, and they want to be just like the world. And you can't say nothing to them, they get mad just like the world. They want to just slap you too. When the Bible said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, some things got to be crucified. You just don't fast to lose somebody else. Most of your losing is going to have to be with you. So you can begin to walk upright. You can get rid of that attitude, that mindset that causes you to go off. Lord, I need, to, I, need to, I need control of my temper. I keep going off. You know, you got to go take some medicine so you can calm down, all that stuff like that. You need to fast. And if you stop eating all this processed food, you'll probably calm down. Eat you some green. And some cabbage and some squash. Fasting not only has the spiritual benefits, it has, it has physical benefits in your body. We don't even need to get to that. Our minds ca- then cater to our carnal appetite. And then we get to the point where we said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, which means I need to cater to the flesh. That's when you're in that situation where it's a body. Soul than spirit. You're saying the spirit is weak. When you're saying the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak, what you're really saying is the spirit is weak and the flesh is strong. Fasting properly reverses those influences. We bring the flesh under subjection by starving the physical appetite and feeding our spiritual appetite. So while you're starving physically, you should be feeding spiritually. I'm eating the word, and I know as soon as you start fasting, you start getting headaches, you start, to, you start seeing double. You know, uh, uh, you get nauseated, all kind of stuff started happening. And, and that's about nine o'clock in the morning. Thank you once again for listening to the Light of the World broadcast. We certainly hope that your life is being enriched as we are teaching on fasting. Fasting is one of the most powerful weapons that God gives to the believers. It was Jesus who said this kind comes out by fasting and by prayer, I want to reemphasize that fasting without prayer is going to be ineffective. So always put prayer and fasting together. If you would like to hear this message again in its entirety, you can listen to us at our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also share those podcasts with family members or members of your church or someone who is not really informed about fasting. We find that there are people who are still wondering, how do I fast and why do I fast? And these messages are here to help with that. I also want to invite you to be a part of what God's doing at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship Church. We're meeting each Sunday at 16161 Old Humble Road. This is a wonderful time of year to come together as we pray and seek God's face, as we expect God to move in a significant, mighty way in our homes, in our church, in our families, and in our communities. God wants you to be a part of what he's doing in this day and in this hour. Also, I want to remind you that we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. If you need communion supplies, Sunday school material, books, Bibles, anointing oil, call us at the Beacon. 281-441-2885.